conversations about yesterday's animation. Animations. Saturday morning cartoon fair. Days past. Ghostbusters, Transformers, DuckTales, Days, 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 It's not a particularly deep show, so you will like us. I dealt with your asses for too long. You turn me evil. No, you are already that way. Don't blame me. Days past. Hello, welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. Travis, when we started doing this podcast, yeah. I never thought that uh, doing research for uh-huh. it would get me in trouble. Yeah, well, you hadn't met this one yet, I, had you? I have met it. I shook hands uh-huh. with it. And as a result <laughs> of exploring what I think to be a, a world plump and juicy with conspiracy... I think that the government made me sick (laughs) because the second I started putting these pieces together, I got, I don't know, the the flu, the flu, a cold, some kind of bioweapon that's got me coughing still. So guys, today, if I start talking about that business and I start coughing, you know, like some G-man somewhere's pressing a button Uh and activating the little biovirus inside of my cells. Yep. Brothers out there. Brother. Yeah, big brother. Big, <laughs> brother. Your big sick brother. Yeah, big sick bro. <laughs> the cartoon today that we are covering tells the story of a top secret cybernetic government operative who is demonstrably dumber than a dog and a child combined and is at war with his own body, <laughs> yet manages to go home every day with a smile on his face and pride in his heart. It is a show about positivity Mm -hmm. in the face of of challenges. (laughs) This is a show about the original RoboCop. Yeah, the OG. The OG (laughs) RC Inspector Gadget. Oh man, nightmares on top of nightmares. Man, yeah, I mean, he's—it's a nightmare bodily, uh-huh. uh, gadgetally. You know, uh-huh. I don't like robots. I don't like technology. Yeah. And also, from a standpoint of, what's his life like? Also, it's a great show, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, a, it is. It's it very is. funny, and it was a Nickelodeon staple for me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember nothing about watching it except the opening. Except watching it. Yes. <laughs> except that I did. Well, I can <laughs> confirm. I will not deny. I will confirm that I did watch. Oh yeah. Same here. This tune started in 1983. Uh, there are 86 episodes and two seasons. Yeah, the first one, they did like the whole first run syndication thing uh-huh. where they dropped 65 of them. Yep. And then less so in the second season. I know 80, however, it's more episodes than I've made of cartoons, <laughs> not more episodes than we've made of Days Past Tooncast Ooh, episodes, though. Because yeah. we're, we're climbing those charts up to 100. We are. Yeah, we are. We're, we're on our way. Yep. It's just always amazing to me when there's something like this show, which is so universally known. Uh-huh. Like it is a show that is popular enough that. It has affected the lexicon. Like if I say, go, go, gadget, anything. Go, go, gadget, copper. Go, go, gadget, necktie. Hang on, I'm coming down. Go, go, gadget, skis. People know what that is, even if they probably haven't even seen the cartoon. And wowzers. (laughs) Daily, I hear or say, wowzers. Wowzers, 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 chief. 
there's been multiple cartoon series since the original one came out. Yeah. There have been films. There have been toys, of course, video games. Why is this show that only ran for 80, um, I say only again, I'm not putting you down, <laughs> Inspector Gadget. I'm just saying compared to some cartoons out there. 86 episodes, and then we get all of these things. Why is it that he's so popular? He specifically, Mr. Gadget, Mr. Mr. Scary Pants, Gerald Gadget, <laughs> Inspector Gadget. Why is he so popular? And I think it's because, especially now, maybe he he paved the way for it. Everybody loves a dumb shit. Mm-hmm. The Office. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the most watched things on TV are just idiots uh-huh. failing upwards. Yeah. Is has been popular for years now. I declare... Bankruptcy! The theme song is also universally known. Oh, yeah. It is, uh, yet again, just like we talked about it in the Sonic the Hedgehog episode, Mm -hmm. how they had elements of Edward Grieg's composition in the Hall of the Mountain King. That's where the riff of this particular song came from. Everybody, if you hear it, like if you hear that siren start, like you came running into the room, mm-hmm. either because you were a, a criminal child, yeah, or and you were saying <laughs> trying to turn yourself in before they shot you, or because you were going to see gadget, but the it, it awakens something mm-hmm. in you. It does. Yes, whether evil or, or not, but it, it did awaken. It awa- right. <laughs> It's responsible for some awakenings, <laughs> for maybe for, for some wokeness. It is one of the all-time greats, and it shows up all over the place. Rappers love Inspector Gadget. They love it. They, yeah, they do. Love Inspector. I don't know what the deal is. I mean, it's a great, it's a great groove. It's all that. So I dig that. But it's so funny to me that it's just like, how many times is it gonna get used in the song? You would think that they would just be like, let's find another cartoon. Let's take the Silverhawks theme song and throw it in there. This could be like, something like that. It just doesn't have the same, the same um. If you just type Inspector Gadget into your music source of choice, yep. you probably won't stop finding songs that either are the Inspector Gadget theme song or sample it in some mm-hmm. way for about three hours, <laughs> probably. And and I'm not even counting YouTube because that's like, too you're many. Like, but that's for my experience. That's, that's for mine. That's just for me. <laughs> I can only speak for me. Yeah. So people love Inspector Gadget, the franchise, the character, I guess. But if you're his coworker, or anyone in his immediate vicinity in his world, yeah. you got to fucking hate this guy. I mean, not because he's not a jerk. He's a, he's a nice man. And so uh-huh. it's hard to stay mad at him. But like if you're an agent at whatever agency Inspector Gadget works for, because I mean, that, that if you don't know who Gadget is, he is a secret agent who is bionic and he doesn't really f- fix problems, no, but no. he fails into the pro- other people fixing his problems that yes. he's trying to solve. So if I'm... An agent, again, they don't say what agency. They say that he's an inspector, which is, uh, you know, 
it's a French word right? as far as like a title goes. Like they have inspectors yeah. there instead. Of, and so I don't know if he's supposed to be a local policeman. That's what his car says is police. Uh, I don't know who he works for. But if I'm somebody working in a cubicle next to him and I've been like working for five years, chipping away at a raise, hoping that someday I can maybe, maybe retire or maybe get a, a medal or some kind of commendation. And this guy's like falling ass backwards into clearances <laughs> daily. Just driving his car through yes. the office. I mean, I know he's supposed to be a buffoon. Yeah. Like, and we have plenty of those. But he is so stupid that he does not recognize people or objects an hour after he saw them. Yeah. Like he has the equivalent of brain damage. Like that's the memory that he has yeah. for things. And so to be faced with that and to be around him and having to clean up his messes, uh, I feel like this show sowed early for some of us, the generation, the gadget generation, mm -hmm. maybe some distrust and authority, specifically the government, because yeah. his government agent and this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Right. Period. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like it's the French version of Russian culture hacking. Maybe France was trying to put the little kibosh on us at the time yeah. because it was made by a French company. Deke. Deke. I, I don't know how many of you sat through the credits uh, after cartoons as a kid, mm -hmm. but if you stuck around and you, you were frightened by the uh, ethereal voice of a child saying, <laughs> that is the French company uh -huh. that is responsible for Inspector Gadget. Yes, sir. And one of the main architects of Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I have no French abilities. <laughs> That's not bad, though. I mean, That's it's something. Bad. You know that I'm from not here if yeah. I say that. <laughs> is a, a man named Andy Hayward. And he and producer on the show, Mike Meliani, <laughs> they sat down and did an interview. They let us know some of the things that happened behind the scenes, the creation of Gadget, and some of the challenges that they came across. Uh. Wasn't an easy ride. Mike Maliani, Deke Entertainment, Chief Creative Officer, and I'm here with Andy Hayward, CEO. In 1981, I had left Hanna-Barbera, which shared a studio with a small little company in Paris named Deke Audiovisual. Deke Audiovisual was doing animated commercials and industrial films. They proposed me to leave Hanna-Barbera, go to Paris, and develop the company into a entertainment venture. And they said, let's come up with something that'll work in the United States. Deke would make uh, industrial films. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know what Deke was up to before <laughs> right. this. I, I looked into just, it a little bit. Just propaganda? Maybe so. <laughs> it's funny because it's France. It's like, what were they? It was just like cigarettes and baguettes that right? were talking to each other. Having just left Hanna-Barbera, I had been working on a show there called Blue Falcon and Dynamite. He was kind of a superhero who did everything wrong. Nothing he did came out right, except he did have a dog that was pretty smart. And I thought, hmm, there's something there. And we came up with something called Inspector Gadget. And the idea would be to take a police inspector and everything he did was wrong. He never had any idea that he was doing everything wrong, of course. And all of the crimes were solved by his uh, dog and his niece. <laughs> and the dog had to be way. called Brain because he was smart and Inspector Gadget wasn't. No, he wasn't. Uh, he was not smart. <laughs> to to a, a frightening degree, a degree that is concerning for me. Blue Falcon and Dino Mud. Did you ever see that show? No, I didn't. Okay, so it ran with Scooby-Doo. Flashing through the sky, he's a go-go guy. Stronger than a train with a so-so brain. Uh, you talking about me, Blue Falcon? Gosh. He's Dino Mud. He's a go-go dog person. Dog Wonder. <laughs> Dino Mutt is basically a gadget dog. 
Okay. Who's, who's also wearing a superhero costume. Yeah, I gotta see this, yeah. So he ripped it. I mean, this is a strange... Uh-huh. I mean, again, like, obviously they made a thing that was unique unto itself and worked, but it's a, it's a rip. It is. It's a rip. Oh, man. Wowzers. So they had an idea that they took from somewhere. Yep, they they found this, it. Yeah. Over here. <laughs> you know that thing that didn't last? Let's make it better this time, <laughs> but definitely use it. Yeah. They set off to work, and they did run into an issue with how this guy should look. The original design, we had his copter blades and his hands would come out of his back. Horrifying. And we had his, the front trench coat would open. And it looked kind of weird having, you know, these hands come out of his stomach, his on his shins. He had these patches that would open up. Gadget went through about 350 drawings before we got the final one. Wow. I remember that. I remember that. That many, a, really? Yeah. There was a time. Even that guy's like, did I just, pay for that? You know, yeah. the transformation. <laughs> In those days, everything was done with paint, and they were hand-painted. We had paintbrushes. Like, we had paintbrushes. Paint okay. We don't have paintbrushes anymore. We have a whole studio with not one paintbrush. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to talk to you about that 350 yeah. uh, drawing. Yes. Yeah, we, we went through how many? How many hours? How many hours was that? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> talk to me after this, this, yeah, camera, this yeah, camera guy. I don't recall that being on the timesheet. 350... Design. I mean, from what we're seeing on screen, at least in this yeah. video, it's like a lot of it is just developing the ga- the mini gadgets, the anatomy of Mr. Gadget. <laughs> yeah, once they figure out how to not make it look so creepy. Yeah, it's they hit all the things that would make it immediately creepy, explicitly uh. <laughs> creepy. But that that is just so much work to get this thing done. I, they really wanted to carve out a, ne- a North American niche. I hey, guess. Well, guess what? They did it. Yeah, I won't have to guess because I know oh. I was there. <laughs> So they didn't get it right the first time with the actual casting of Gerald Gadget. Gerald G. Gadget. Gerald G. Gadget. <laughs> Gerald Gatsby Gadget. They went through a couple guys yeah. before they landed on the man who I would have thought would have been like their stunt cast or their dream, their dream man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that they would have said like, oh, well, he's available. And then we thought, maybe we should go to Don Adams. He did Get Smart, and it was a similar type of character, and it was all that would you believe and, and type stuff, and he was very, very funny. So we went to Don, and uh, Don said, uh, yeah, it's interesting. How much? <laughs> he got into the part, and he did very well. And I remember running into Don. One day, I was outside of Chazen's restaurant, and I heard this voice behind me, and it was Inspector Gadget. And I looked behind and it was Don. And he said, uh, you know, Andy, all the shows I've done and all the career I've had doing this and that and the, the Get Smart and the various movies and whatnot, everybody comes up to me about Inspector Gadget. Hello, Penny. Hello, Penny. Penny, I need my brain medication so I won't reject <laughs> my bionic <laughs> implants. But seriously, though, Don, Don, Don did Adams. add a lot to that. Oh, man, character. it's great. Um, killed it. Did you ever watch Get Smart? 100%. Because it was on Nick it was a Nick at Night staple. Oh, yeah. Aspects of that show also creep me the F out. As really? Well. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't I mean, remember enough I mean about the it. the robot? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't even remember any robot. Oh, yeah. I remember there was a lady and him, and yeah. that's it. <laughs> I, I remember shapes, colors. There yeah. was a television, uh-huh. I believe. <laughs> they got basically the inspiration for this character, it seems like, to come and play the character. Don Adams, who played Maxwell Smart. They're like, let's just steal everything that we I, ever man, seen. That's, you know, artists. Uh, <laughs> Murder. No, they steal. <laughs> they steal things. Yeah. Yes. Inspiration. They don't so. borrow. They never give it back. They never gave Don Adams back. They never returned him. Don Adams was not the last man. He, he wasn't the first. He wasn't the last man to portray Inspector Gadget. Gerald. Gerald G. Gadget. <laughs> 
We mentioned films. We have to address this before we can move on and really get dig into the gadgetry of it all. Yes, sir. There were a couple movies that yeah. came out, live-action films. Mm-hmm. One in 1999, and that one starred Matthew... War Games Broderick. Bueller. 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 Who I enjoy in those earlier films Hell of his. Yeah. He's not known for a dynamic character range now. It's right about here. Yes. And if, for those who can't see, <laughs> Travis has about four inches between one hand and the other. Yeah. His range is right there. Four inches of range for, for Matthew Broderick. <laughs> I mean, first, the thing is, the character is goofy and he's not a dynamic character either. He's basically either falling over yeah. or he's confident. Stupidly confident. And falling over. And falling over. I did not see it. Did you see it? No, sir. Okay. No. It proved, if nothing else, that Gadget in real life would be a horror to behold. Because the trailer to it is frightening to me. Uh It's this, it's 1999, so it's this weird, like, mixture of CG and live action, and it still looks too cartoony. Yeah, they weren't good at it yet. Probably still aren't, frankly. (laughs) I I think we've kind of reached a limit. I don't know if we're ever going to get truly better than we have. And we're not good yet. I don't think we're good. It's only regressing at this point. Yeah, it's diminishing returns. In everyone's life. Where are you going? To catch the bad guys. There's a moment you meet your destiny. Gosh, Uh uh-oh. For John Brown. John Brown? It's Gerald. That time is now. On July 23rd. Get ready for the only hero with gizmos up the wazoo. I'm scared. Yeah. Turn it off, please. Disney's Inspector Gadget. The thing that is, (laughs) we we checked out the trailer, and the thing that is the most frightening is Uh not the lack of energy coming from Mr. Broderick, but there is a momentary clip where you see Gadget without his jacket on. He always wears the trench coat, right? Yeah, yeah. And he is just a clockwork man underneath. It's what we all envision, something like that. Well, yeah, yeah. but you never should show me that. Uh-uh. If you want my, no. me and my children to put our hard-earned money down and not to wake up for nights on end screaming, yeah. don't show me that. It's it's terrifying. It is, It's man. really, it's just like a, a man's, like a mannequin head uh-huh. put onto a robot body. <sighs> Too much. No good. It's that RoboCop stuff, man. Then, 2003, they said, we're not done. <laughs> You thought we were done? No. But Matthew Broderick was done. Whether that's his call or theirs, I don't know. They went for someone who's maybe a little bit better fit. I don't know. But it's like sliding down the sadness tube for me from one this one guy to this guy. <laughs> the sadness tube. French Stewart uh. from Third Rock from the Sun. Yes. Third Rock from the yeah. Sun. The guy, Squ- the guy with squinty eyes. The man who squints. Yeah. The squinty man. Mm-hmm. He plays Inspector Gadget. Direct-to-video always bums me out just to know that they exist, to know that either of these movies exist. <laughs> it is like it, they these are movies that belong underneath the candy bars in, when you're checking out at Walmart. The impulse buy only. Yes, they are impulse buys. They, they hope that they will accidentally fall into your cart and, and you'll just accidentally or, or get them. Or your kid purposely steals them. Yeah. yeah. They're hoping they'll get stolen because they're not just selling. That's for sure. Wowzer. You're off this case. Chief, you have to put me back on the case. The department It looks like it was made for Hallmark Channel. I'm thinking that this might be a trap. Walt Disney Pictures presents an all-new motion picture. Inspect the unexpected. Disney's Inspector Gadget 2. Get ready to go-go gadget again. OMG. 
I can't do it. <sighs> Who's the singer, um, Sir McLaughlin, who plays the, you know, has the sad animal commercials? Yes, yes. Like, this is, they should be playing these trailers <laughs> for these movies for these actors and, and anyone involved. Like, please help them. At the same time, too, around two in the morning. Yes, yes. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I, I cry for this. This is just, it's such a bummer, man. I can't handle it. It's it's a bummer. It is. It's just a straight bummer. <laughs> I, I I can't do anything more with it. It's awful. I am scared to think of who they might have tapped for the third gadget. Like Carson Daly or something shows up and is just <laughs> like through Botox trying to be gadget. <laughs> now the first movie, the uh, between these two movies, the first one did give us a bit of a gem, so to speak. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like an evil jewel. <laughs> One that's been crushed yes. by the ocean waves. Yes, one yes. that has been forged in fire and, uh-huh. and houses an evil spirit. Uh, they, for that movie, uh, it had a soundtrack. Okay. And of course, you got this is such a great theme song, you got to recycle it into a song. All day, baby. So, the first movie gave us the single, I'll Be Your Everything, by the boy band Youngstown. Mm. That's an S in there, not Youngtown. Okay. Like Boys Town. Okay. It's, young, like for, it's a town for youngs, I guess. Okay. The song and the video are so quintessentially late 90s, they should be put into the Smithsonian. <laughs> they should be put into a time capsule to say this is where we were at right before 9-11. Uh-huh. This is what this is what we were up to. You've got three guys. Do not look like boys to me. No, not not young. young. No, not Uh, youngs. Not a couple. Not three youngs, uh, but three middles. (laughs) Three olds. Bleached blonde hair, gelled hair. (laughs) (laughs) What are they doing? They're dressed like the guys from uh, Oh Saturday Night Live, uh, Night at the Roxbury. Uh I've never heard of this band. Oh, why would you have? (laughs) I mean, they put out records apparently. Damn chain, chain wallet. Oh baby, weathered face. <laughs> if we're dipping in the 90s, if you guys remember Everclear and you know what the singer looks like, one of these guys just looks like him in a suit. Uh-huh, yeah. And that man is should not be in anything named boy uh-uh. or young. So Youngstown uh, seems to be riding the coattails and, and like they're they're an offshoot, like a piece of shrapnel that came out of 98 degree sink. Yes. The boom of these boys, the yeah. boys boom. <laughs> they, they're just an offshoot of that. Like yeah. a, the, one of the last, hopefully, <laughs> like your hurrahs of that. I don't know. Everything, well, you know, like everything it, comes back around. You know, like in a, in a comedy where it's like something, all the explosions have happened and you yeah. think it's over. And then that last one goes, that's, that? that's Youngstown here. <laughs> this song actually had more than one version. It had to be censored. Disney, uh, it's a family-oriented business. Yeah. They had kids that were going to come see this Inspector Gadget, probably PG-rated movie, I would assume. I don't know who let this happen. I Uh mean, obviously, they wrote two versions, ultimately, but why did they even do this? The the version of this song, I'll Be Your Everything, that ended up on Youngstown's (laughs) album (laughs) contained these lyrics. We can do it automatic. I can freak you with my gadgets. And I knew that the moment we met, I had to be inside of you. <laughs> wait, wait. Are you reading or are you just talking to me? I'm <laughs> consider it both. Okay. Consider it both. Consider it, uh, it depends on if you're interested. You're like, and here are the lyrics. Yes. Th- <laughs> they clearly are still writing a, a song about Inspector Gadget. Yeah. But they just put in, you know, 
freaky oh, with my gadget. But I mean, how did they think that was? Did they think they were getting one by Disney? Because you know what happens over at Disney? There's been times where animators like put pornographic things. I mean, at least one provable time. Yes. Where they put porn into the rescuers. Uh, is this their equivalent of that? Like, we'll sneak it by them. It's like, guys. You're barely making it, Youngstown. You should just lay down, do whatever Big D says. Okay? <laughs> Nikki's going to come in and lay down the law. We don't talk about freaking people with our gadgets yeah, in Disney right. movies. So Gadget is stupid. Uh, yes. That's undeniable. He is stupid in a way that is unfathomable. Uh-huh. Unfathomable. All that, yes. To me... Uh, because it it is just a lack of awareness of what reality is. Uh-huh. He looks at an object and sees nothing or sees something else entirely. I mean, are these hallucinations he's experiencing, perhaps? Uh-huh. I don't know. And he will <laughs> see he things. Is he broken? Is yeah. he broken? Oh, he is absolutely broken. <laughs> I, I, You have to wonder how he came to this point. Yes. But he is not only stupid, he is not in control of his body. Yeah. He, he is someone who is trapped in a malfunctioning machine uh-huh. of a body. His gadgets are constantly trolling him where he just says he calls them out. Go, go, gadget, whatever. (laughs) You know, he probably he might as well just say that to put into perspective. Imagine if you were trying to shake somebody's hand Mm -hmm. and on your first attempt, you punch him, you punch him. Yes. And on your second attempt, you pee yourself. Okay. And then on the third time, you finally manage to get your hand up there awkwardly to shake their hand. Yeah. This is his life. That's every, that's every, every action he takes potentially (laughs) will backfire on him. And yet he is the most positive person. He is the most positive person because ignorance is bliss. Uh He is, he is diminished (laughs) as a man. I, I, he is not capable of, he doesn't know what's happening. Uh And that's how he gets by. And that's how he survives emotionally. He has telescoping arms and legs. So you know those aren't real arms and legs. They're not Uh human meat. Uh, His neck does the same thing. So there's got to be metal in there. His head. Hands come out of his head. (laughs) These telescoping arms with hands on the end come out of his head Mm -hmm. and do things for him. How much of him could still be human? Yeah, right. Like both on a physical level. And how much of his humanity is left where's at this the, point? Where's the motherboard brain? Yes. Where is it at? Yeah. Where is, the, is, is there any brain matter left? It, how much is organic material? Is this man actually just a robot with a human face? He's all gadgets. Uh-huh. Is the thing, like yeah. if, you were to, if you were to do an x-ray of him, it would just be a thousand <laughs> little hands with gloves on them just like all stacked together in his body. That's his. Those are his bones. Everything in him is a hand because all, all Mickey Mouse gloves yes, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because pretty much every it's so funny because like occasionally like his his uh, propeller thing out of his hat. That's one of the few gadgets that is a gadget unto itself. Yeah. And he has a hand phone. That's his hand. He just speaks into his hand like it's a bad improv phone hand. Uh-huh. But most of the things he asks for it's like go go gadget magnifying glass and then a hand reaches out of his head with a magnifying glass yes they're just doing things that he could do with his hands uh-huh. but he's having his head hands do them just an octopus of tentacles yes. with gloves on the end but of these are not, this is not high tech <laughs> now i have theories okay i have theories you always do yeah yeah i, I love that I love this time i really got them okay right. this this rabbit hole Spirals down. It does. The rabbit was mangry. Uh-huh. Mangry. <laughs> it was as angry as a full grown man. Now, I don't think I'm going to be busting any heads open with this. I don't think this is news to anybody. Some of the later versions of Gadget gave him various origins. We saw in the movie he had some name and that they were rebuilding him. John, somebody or other. After a wreck or something, yeah. Do not respect 
that canon. That's not real. Okay, <laughs> that ain't real. That's a fictionalized version of the real gadget. Uh-huh. What I think happened, and, and the, again, some of this is just obvious. You just sense it, and yet they never address it in the TV show. Right. Never talk about why he is the way he is. You could assume maybe he was born this way, uh-huh. except nobody is born a robot. <laughs> the man who would become known as Gerald Gadget, he was a secret agent. Possibly uh, like a James Bond kind of, I'll kill anybody I have to. Maybe he was not the nice man that we know him now as. Okay. Mission goes south. Maybe somebody betrays him. Maybe he just messes up. (laughs) He's captured. He's tortured. Brought near to death because he will not give up secret important pieces of information. Mm -hmm. Finally, he is rescued. But at that point, his body is so broken that the only way to keep him alive is to use... Cybernetic implants that are experimental yep. to mend his broken body. Mm-hmm. They do so and say, hey, why not make him like a super agent in the meantime? You know, hey, he, he's probably in for that. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> when you join whatever, like the CIA, he's not in the CIA, uh-huh. but whatever he's in. <laughs> Maybe you sign a document saying, if I ever am close to death, you can make me a cyborg. <laughs> like it's a release that you have. Inspector's union. <laughs> yes. They put him back together. But when he wakes up, he's driven insane because his body has gone through torture and it's now a cyborg body. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they have to dumb him down. <laughs> because how else are you going to keep him from just becoming a supervillain? Yeah. This is how monsters are made. Universal Soldier. This hello. Is a, this is, hello, lady. This is Universal Soldier yes. Gadget Edition. He was driven crazy. They had to make him dumb. They also just said, hey, let's like cool it on the lethal gadgets. Yeah. Let's just give him like water guns, water guns, a uh, flashlight for when he bumps his head and, and he can't broken, find. Yeah. And broken propellers. Yeah. Broken propellers. Don't let him get too far. Yeah. You know, but we need to keep an eye on this guy. I think the reason that they're keeping him alive is that they're working on extracting information that they need from his brain, information that he picked up when he was undercover, that he is now too tortured and dumb to access with his frontal lobe. So while they have dumbed him down so he is not dangerous to all those around him and committing mass murders and taking out the people who sent him on these missions in Uh the first place, he's now too dumb and too tortured to tell them what he knows. So they're trying to get to that that sweet info in that thick brain of his. Yeah. (laughs) But that takes time Mm because it's a complicated setup that they got in there. So in the meantime, they got to keep him alive and they got to keep a watch on him. That is why he has... His quote-unquote niece, Penny, a Uh, child, or is it, and Brain, his dog. Or is it? Or is it a genetically engineered dog that is uh, preternaturally intelligent? Yeah. Because these are the two people that keep him out of harm's way Uh, and keep him quote-unquote successful. Yeah. They are the, the people behind the man. They drive that ship. They are the, they're the ones shoveling the coal into the furnace. Yeah. And he is just standing on top of it. <laughs> ah! Go, go, Gadget Shell! <laughs> He's on land. <laughs> He's still, he didn't even get on the boat. <laughs> but wait, what if they're only keeping him around long enough to get that secret from his brain, and then they're going to kill him? Mm. But... What if he's aware of that because he's not actually as dumb as they think they dumbed him down? He's faking it so that they won't kill him yet because he does know the information and he's not giving up. He is trying to figure a way to get out of the slavery of being at the beck and call of his G-Men bosses. ABC, primetime, 8 o'clock, the inspector, watch it. I say another direct to DVD show right here, dude. 
I'm all about it. You just want, do you want French Stewart? Do you want Carson Daly? Uh, can we get just a washed up actor from Nickelodeon? We can probably get one of the guys from Road Rules. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's get I think so. We can get The Miz. Yeah. <laughs> To reacquaint ourselves with the world of Gadget (laughs) and to better explain and explore the world of Gadget, we watched episode four of season one called The Amazon. Mm, Boy, was it. Oh, man. This one has all the hallmarks of a classic Gadget. Yeah, it does. A classic classic IG. (laughs) It's got international intrigue. It's got Gadget not knowing what the fuck is going on. It's got Quimby at his... At his best. It's got shit blowing up. It's got science. It's got uh, gorillas. It's got it all. Yes, it does. Okay. Quimby, you mentioned. Yes, sir. Chief Quimby. This Uh is Gadget's boss. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He's a suit. He's one of the pencil pushers. Okay. Quimby must have stepped in a real shit pile career-wise to be the guy who's in charge of Gadget. Right. Like, either that or he's the most capable person, but he is not happy with his job. <laughs> this man is counting the days so he can collect his 401k yep. and disappear. And get that pension, baby. Yeah. We're going to parachute you down. We've already hooked a shoot up to the Gadget Mobile. Gadget, remember, the entire world is in danger. Don't worry, Chief. Just leave the world in my hands. Don't know why he has to deliver a piece of paper to Inspector Gadget. This is a, a play on the Mission Impossible. Uh-huh. This will, uh, message Mess- will self-destruct. Correct, yeah. And then Gadget always just doesn't even acknowledge that and gives it back. And Quimley gets blown up every time. <laughs> but the thing is, you would hand someone a piece of paper so that they can quietly read it. Yeah. Not out loud. Uh-huh. I mean, Quimby should just start not giving them the pieces of paper because they're going to say it out loud one way or another. <laughs> just tell them. The mission that he gives Gadget in this episode. Mad plans to force the professor to produce an army of intelligent robots to take over the world. Claw has taken him to the Amazon basin. Your mission is to find and rescue the professor. This message will self-destruct. That is the mission. Gadget, go save that (laughs) German doctor. Right. Professor von Schlickstein. (laughs) Professor von Schlickstein is a German doctor. The man who gave Gadget his gadgets. I'm working as fast as I can. I need more time. This is the man that turned him into a walking toaster. To a dumb version of a toaster. <laughs> Dumber than a toaster. Yes. That, that's probably the right tagline for Inspector Gadget. <laughs> of course, Penny, his niece, who lives with him in just a suburban normal house that I bet is on like a Truman Show style lot. Uh-huh, that's yeah. what's happening. That Okay, I got it. Yeah, I'm and, on to you. Yeah, yeah. And, and Penny's 41 years old. Oh, dude. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, she is an actor. She is his handler. Mm-hmm. Either a child who is constantly put in danger uh-huh. and puts herself in danger, so I kind of blame her. Whatever's going on, Brain, it sure is worrying Uncle Gadget. We'd better get ready to help him out. Or she is, as you said, an agent uh-huh. who just is a young looking lady. And yeah. she does, or like maybe she's an MK Ultra graduate. I don't know. <laughs> but she might be the best dog trainer in the business, given how smart her dog brain is. Oh, yeah. Assuming that he's not a genetically engineered dog like being <laughs> that actually has the intelligence closer to that of a human, because this guy is like black ops. Yes. He has a squint. On his face, like a heroic squint, usually reserved for an army recruitment yeah. billboard where guys are just looking off in the distance, thinking right. about how heroic yeah. and American everything is. That's what this dog is carrying around inside of him. Daily. He is the man of the house. Yeah. 
And I don't know if that household runs without Brain doing the books. Not at all. He definitely has glasses on uh, up till two in the morning. He, uh, he's running got the, the, the readers on and he is <laughs> l- making sure the books are balanced. For sure. Yes. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good boy. Yeah. He and he's a good boy. Uh-huh. There's no doubt that this is a good boy right here. Gadget heads off to parachute into the Amazon basin with his car, yep. the Gadget Mobile. Looks like a DeLorean. It does. You're right. It's very DeLorean. It goes from soccer mom van to <laughs> DeLorean. Yeah. And that's like a perfect single parent vehicle. Oh, yeah. Because you can take the kids to soccer practice. Uh-huh. But then at night, Amazon. <laughs> yes. Every at night, Amazon. They parachute in. Penny and Brain are in the back. And Gadget just literally has people in the backseat of a small car and doesn't recognize that they're there. So this is this man is supposed to be high tech. And I would argue that he has the faculties of an infant at yeah, best. He's low tech all day. Yeah. No object permanence whatsoever. If you remove something from his vision, he will not remember that it exists. Yeah. If he is this bad, he should be dead like 10 times over because he just drank bleach and didn't know any better. He, yeah. He, he should be tipping over into the laundry detergent. Uh, <laughs> or like bin. passing out into kitty pools <laughs> right. and somehow drowning in them. Correct. In, in shallow water. Yes. And he doesn't, he, the good thing is he doesn't worry about it. Yeah. He's like low anxiety. <laughs> Once he is there, he encounters the one and only Amazon Annie. Amazon Annie. Holy mackerel. I can weave you through the troubled spots of the Amazon, avoiding the ferocious animals and the cannibals. All this with the help of my tribe. A woman who is dressed in designer tribal wear. Yes. Uh, Short, skimpy. And red pumps. Yeah. <laughs> she is made, she's dressed to kill, mm-hmm. literally to kill Gadget. Gadget goes goo goo for her. Yeah. Just going like, ah, that, that. <laughs> the funniest thing is one of his hands comes out and hits him over the head yeah. with a mallet. Like he's in that Tex Avery cartoon where the guy turns into the wolf. <laughs> but really, that would have happened anyways, even if she didn't pop out. Probably, probably so. Probably so. <laughs> Yeah, just as as he's driving yes. and he tries to reach for a stick of gum. Correct. Well, we at least we know that one part of Gadget is functioning then. That's right. He is after that Amazon Annie. Mm-hmm. But Amazon Annie is not what she appears to be. Amazon Annie and her tribe of middle-aged white men uh-huh. in tribal gear <laughs> are all agents of mad. M dot A dot D dot mad. Mad, yep. Not angry. <laughs> Not pissed. Ooh, that's a good one, though. P-I-S-T. Uh. I'm a member of pissed. Mad. M-A-D. And you know what that means. Yes. That means that the 5,000-pound the elephant that we've been avoiding this whole time is behind this. Uh-huh. Dr. Claw. The. The Dr. Dr. Claw. Stop your whining, Von Slickstein. Let me see them in action. Activate them. <laughs> Again, the popularity of this cartoon, like people know Dr. Claw. I'll get you next time gadget. They know that voice, that demonic voice. Yep. They know he's got the most blinging hand uh. in all of Toondom. <laughs> all you ever do, this villain is the the head of mad, which stands for mean and dirty. Which to me just sounds like a description on a poster for a lost dog. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Possibly. But he is the head villain. Of this show, the one who is trying to get the riches, kill the people he doesn't like, take over, get power. He has a diverse portfolio. Uh-huh. He's done everything from kidnapping to fraud to 
terrorist bombings Ooh. to attempted assassinations to taking over the dairy industry uh. via a satellite. <laughs> These, this is the breadth of what he and Mad are trying to accomplish. International villain status. Mean and dirty. Oof. Ooh. Typical. Yep. To- totally typical. Yes, he's, got all the, he's got the stereotype of, I'm petting a cat all the time. Sometimes he's, hurting it. Just really hurting yes, the cat. Yes, he, he does. Well, he's got like this gauntlet on. Oh. It looks like an Iron Man's hand. <laughs> yeah, it does. He's petting a cat with Iron Man's right. hand. With, with a wrench, yes. <laughs> Like most of these guys that we encounter, because whenever we cover one of the action-oriented shows, they tend to have acronym-named organizations led by evil men. With a metal body part With some, somewhere. Something. Uh, I fingernail at least. Yeah, they're missing something, yes. Yeah, they're, miss, yeah, they're missing. Maybe it's symbolic. Oh, missing you're right. Something no, you're right, you're right. Well, Dr. Claw, the thing that he seems to be missing is a face or the rest of his body because we <laughs> never see it. Ever. They intentionally set it up so that you would only ever see his hand petting the cat yeah. and that every episode they wanted you to, like they've said this, creators, they wanted you to believe that this is the finally the time you're going to see this guy's face. They did reveal the face after the series was over. Inspector Gadget had action figures, and they put out a doctor. This is this is great. I love uh-huh. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Doctor Claw action figure, and there's a sticker over his face. Oh god! So you can't even see it until you buy the figure and yeah. take off the sticker that's over his face, oh, and then you what? finally see it. And he just looks like a guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's nothing weird. He's not supernatural. It's just a guy who's got, for some reason, one of these voices. But he's just a guy. What Dr. Claw wants ultimately from this plot, Inspector Gadget robots. A fleet of bots. Yes. Yes, sir. Of bots, I, I guess he was hoping he would improve on the man <laughs> yeah. because the man's faulty. Like he he's malfunctioning at all times. Yeah. The doctor creates this while they're distracting Gadget elsewhere, almost killing him. Yeah. And they all malfunction because the doctor gave them his personality and they're all decrepit, just uh-huh. like physically crippled, just like him. Yeah. <laughs> So they're going to have to get Gadget in there to scan his brain in, or at least that's what the doctor says, so yeah. that they can save Gadget from from dying. Uh-huh. This is it's kind of a complicated. It gets crazy because here's the thing: up convoluted. until this yeah, up until this point, it was up until the re- reveal of robots. It could almost be a funny version of like a 007 plot, I guess. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. scientist kidnapped. Who knows why? Amazon jungle. Great. Yeah. Now we got robots. Okay, getting weirder, but whatever. Then you get to we have to give them personalities. Based on a person, so that's one level deeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then what happens is this. Early on when Gadget arrives in the jungle, there is an albino gorilla or a Yeti. Yeah. Because it is bigger than a car. Yeah, it is. That he he has a run-in with. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's so dumb that when it jumps on the front of the car, he assumes that the nipples and bare chest of a white gorilla are gunk that needs to be wiped off with windshield wipers. Yeah. <laughs> That is the level of intelligence and awareness of this man. <laughs> that that gorilla is a runner. It keeps coming back over and over. The day is saved by a child with a banana peel. The weapon of choice for any good tune. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it, it is. How many tunes have met their end at the business end of a banana peel? More than I can count. More than I want to count. Oh, for sure. There's probably a wall somewhere with yeah. all their names. <laughs> Penny, she throws the banana peel over to the machine where Gadget's brains are being used to empower these robot automatons. The gorilla goes after the banana peel, jumps into the machine, and just replaces Gadget. The only thing scarier than a Gadget or a army of robot Gadgets is the end result. 
you end up with an army of robot gadgets with monkey brains. Yes, sir. Gorilla. They're okay. Wild animals <laughs> are nature's robots. Uh-huh. They they don't know any better. No, they just do. They will be ripping off faces and genitals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how they stopped Dr. Claus, with a banana peel. Yeah. I wish more of my life's problems could be solved with banana peels. And maybe they could be. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe you know, if someone's bugging you, you just throw that banana peel out there, see what happens. Watch their car swerve yeah. and wreck. Yeah, Mario Kart has taught me this. <laughs> On today's episode... On today's episode is the segment of Days Past Tooncast where we take a hard look at the morals on display, whether they are explicit or implicit in the tune that we watched. And having watched Inspector Gadget, uh, I didn't remember that they did give us some kind of, not a moral, where where a moral would usually be, they gave us something. Uh, more of an ins- a set of instructions yes. that were baffling. Uh huh. That was sponsored by an airline. Yeah, I American guess. Airlines. Yes. I would assume. <laughs> like having been on on flights recently, they've really gotten creative with how they film and write and, and everything. The video that shows you what you're supposed to do because uh-huh. they're just hoping, praying to God that you will pick up any information. Right. I guess because they're legally bound to do this. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. Maybe there was a rash of people not doing these things at the time. I don't know. But gadget takes this opportunity to tell, basically, us, the viewer. Try not to fly when you're not feeling well. Read all the safety literature the flight personnel tell you to read. It could save your life in the event of an accident. And lastly, always make sure your animals travel in the designated areas set aside for pets. Make sure your animals that you're bringing on the plane are only in the designated areas. Where animals should be. There are no designated areas for animals. They are outside of the plane Uh or wherever the person points and says, oh, my God, put it over there. That's the designated area. (laughs) Unless you have a helper dog or of some sort. All of this is completely the domain of an adult. Uh, No kid should be thinking of any of this. If they get on a plane, you just buckle in and hope your ears don't pop too hard. Yeah, right. So I don't don't know who this is for. It's really, really weird. It seems like Gadget really was a real person Uh who just went off script. And he just said, I think this is important. (laughs) And boom, there you go. He he gave it to you. They're like, hey, whatever, man, just run it. So, Travis, aside from uh, flight, flight tips... On today's episode, what what morals were on display? What which uh, jewels caught your eye? Well, well, as you and me both know, we've made mention the Amazon is is fading away every day. Fifty percent, fifty percent, whatever was there, fifty percent every gone day, every day. Yes, so that's a lot. That's a lot, man. With my with my Trav math, um, and you listen, if these kind of shenanigans are what's going on out there in the Amazon, there's no. Wonder why. Oh, man. No wonder why. So as days pass Tooncast, we stay woke. We also stay green. So just recycle and help out the Amazon. <laughs> I, I Of the things that you can do for the Amazon, I think recycling is the top-notch one. Recycling and also cut the uh, the plastic rings for your Coke six-packs. Always do. Always. Uh, Always Will, do. Will, what, what did you take away from this, moralistically? Yes. The world can be... Disappointing. Oh, yeah. Uh, It can be dangerous, even. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, all of that is on display in this very cartoon. Yes. And it can, I know I can, for me, leave me paralyzed with anxiety, depression, worry, uh, uh, dashed hopes and dreams. The thing is, it's not always like that. 
It's not always a smorgasbord of shit right in your face. Yeah. It is sometimes good. There are times where you feel good. There are mm-hmm. times where you feel bad. Yeah. Maybe the, the bad times are more than the good times. But guess what? You only feel what you feel in that moment. Yeah. So you got to stay positive. Uh-huh. Just like Gadget. Oh. Gadget stays positive. Look where he's at. He's got a house. He's got a car. He's got a government salary. He's got family, friends. He's got a working libido, apparently. He's got all kinds of tech going on. <laughs> this man is doing well despite his many, many failings and issues. Yeah. So po- a positive mindset really will help you out. The thing that he has that a lot of us don't, aside from the cybernetic body, is a complete lack of intelligence or awareness. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. So be dumb. If you're not dumb, you better get dumb because that will make you happy. No brain, no pain. You might miss out on some of the finer things in life. You might not catch on to some of the nuanced, you know, tastes in the wine that is this existence. And you may struggle in your relationships, your job, uh, just to get out the door or even put clothes on your body. These are all quite possible. But here's the thing. If you're dumb enough, you won't know. Just a dumb shit. And you'll be a happy dumb shit. So, get dumb, find an ice pick, go to your local, if you have a German, if there's a German man in your town, you've ever seen him in a lab coat, go straight to him. Uh Uh-huh. Get dumb if you ain't dumb. No brain, no pain. Stay positive. Thank you for Go Go Gadget joining us on this edition of the Days Past Dudecast. If you've liked what you've heard, hop over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and leave a written review. It will help us out. It gets the word out there. It gets us in front of eyes and blasting into ears. Hey, and listen, check us out on our Twitter and Instagram at DPTuneCast. And listen, if you like songs... You like YouTube? Me and Will did a little rap on YouTube. Will, what was that that we did? What was that recording? It was a mashup and parody of the X Men 1992 animated series theme with Sir Mixalot's Baby Got Back. Oh, uh, double up. Uh, uh. You can find it by searching for Days Past Tunecast on YouTube, or you can just follow the link in the show notes. Be sure to come back next time. We got tunes headed your way. You won't believe because they're all new. They're new to us. It might be new to you, yeah. but you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> Counting up to episode 100. Oh, that's sweet 100, baby. Be there. Yeah. And until that time, go, go, gadget, tutor my duder. Uh, tutor my duder. I'll get you, gadget, if it's the last thing I do, gadget! I can freak you with my gadget. Here are the things I come equipped with. I can freak you with my gadget. Yep. <laughs> Here, here are my options. <laughs> Amazon and... Go, go, gadget rangers. <laughs> <laughs>